and we are live. So welcome to episode 33 of TLC Tech Learn Coffee. I am your host along with Nancy Minicozzi. My name is Lisa and I'm a fifth grade teacher in South Monterey County here in California. And I'm Nancy. I'm an ed tech coach in Northwest LA County. And just a reminder, our podcast is 15 minutes because nobody has time for more than that. And today's coffee fact is the world's most expensive coffee will cost you between $35 and $100 for one cup of coffee. It is the Kopi Luwak, I hope I'm saying that right, and is also known as cat poop coffee. Yep, you heard me right. Basically, an Indonesian cat, the palm civets or the civets cats, they ingest the cherry coffee beans and then they excrete it, people collect it, clean it, process it, and yum! So that's today's coffee fact. <laughs> Tonight we have a very special guest. We have uh, Jeff Bradbury from TeacherCast, and he will be talking to us about creating great videos and video editing. So Jeff, um, go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you do, so forth. Sure. First of all, thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm looking forward to this. You guys have a great program here. Uh, my name is Jeff Bradbury. I am the instructional coach for Westwood Regional School District, a uh, K-12 school district in northern uh, North New Jersey. And I'm also the creator and founder of the TeacherCast Educational Broadcasting Network, where we just celebrated six years online, uh, creating amazing professional development worldwide, having a good time with that. Just also got back from ISTE, where we had the opportunity to uh, meet with 25,000 teachers and uh, create some pretty cool content there. Had some amazing opportunities to work with some uh, teachers and ed tech companies there. So thank you so much for having me. Well, thank you, and we're excited to uh, learn from you and glean some of your wisdom. Um, so one of the first questions that some teachers sometimes ask me is, well, why would I want to edit my videos? Can I just go ahead and videotape and just go ahead and throw it up on YouTube or whatever? It all depends on what your end goal is, right? If you're looking to have something that's professional, and, and I use that as a loose term, not with the capital P, um, then yeah, you're going to definitely want to have something that's edited. Uh, most people at least take their video and chop the beginning and the endings off. That way they don't have any awkward starts or awkward silences. Um, the nice thing about that is you could easily do you know, some simple rough cuts in YouTube. The, the YouTube video editor is not only free, it's absolutely a fantastic tool that is so underutilized in education. Um, so why would you want to edit your stuff out? Because we all have a bar that we set for ourselves and we want to put our best foot forward. Why would you not want to edit something out? Because it's quick and dirty and maybe you're sending a, just a quick screencast to a friend. But I would say anything that you're publishing, um, yeah, take a couple seconds, even if it's just chopping off the beginning and the endings to make it look nice. That's great advice. And I like that you had mentioned an easy tool would be um, YouTube, the YouTube editor. So are there any other um, easy uh, to use best tools for maybe the beginner who's just starting to get into this? Yeah, there's a lot, and and, and I, I always hate answering questions with it depends. But you know, let's 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 take Google for instance. You know, if you're looking at, at video, you you can do we video, right? Um, in fact, tomorrow on the Tech Educator podcast, we're we're recording live Tuesday, July 18th. We're doing a show with uh, on we video. We're doing the whole thing on video editing, actually. Um, you know, Chromebooks, WeVideo has it. If you're looking for audio, uh, Twisted Wave is a great example. If you're, if you're on a, a Windows machine, of course, you can do all the Chrome stuff, but, you know, Windows has Movie Maker. Uh, soon coming out, they've got a great application called Story Remix, 
uh, that I've had a chance to play with the beta version of it. It's actually coming out in October or so. And it is absolutely, it is, it is a fantastic program just to make some quick videos. Um, Audacity is, of course, a, a great and popular one for, for, uh, for audio. If you're on a Mac, uh, you know, everybody has GarageBand and iMovie. If you're on an iPad, iMovie is fantastic. I've been playing with my new uh, Mac, uh, our uh, iPad Pro um, at ISD, creating amazing videos, and it's all free software there. And that's the key. We love free, and I agree. Um, I, iMovie, my students love iMovie and putting it into the iPads. Um, but what ages should students, so kind of flipping it from going from teacher to students now, what age should students start the video editing process? And yeah. any advice for that? Yeah, you know, I have, I have three-year-old triplets. I, I, I have to plug them because they're, they're the love of my life and they're the highlight of every single thing that I do. And, and they're three years old and they edit video and they play with robots. And, and no, they can't read yet but they know what looks good and what doesn't look good. So uh, there, there's times where I sit with some of them and, and I throw up a sequence and I, and I say, does this make sense? Because the cartoon character is walking up and then suddenly flying and they go, no, this doesn't make any sense. Well, they're video editing, right? Now, if you want to go with the question that I think you're asking me, fourth grade, third grade, you know, and I say that because Google Slides is a video editor now. Right, you can do a lot of neat things editing video in Google Slides. Well, why can't a second grader do that? Why can't a third grader do that? So I love that. Uh, yeah, there, it, you you just have to look at where things are. Again, I have my third graders doing scratch programming. They're not reading things, but when I work with them on you know dot and dash and, and other scratchy type things, they know to put the yellow brick underneath the green brick because I tell them to. But they're <laughs> learning colors. They're learning dragging and dropping and. They are three-year-old coders at this point, doing block-based coding. It's we, you know, why put a wall around it and say, "Oh, it's a middle school skill"? No, no, it's not. It's a how well can you think outside of the box to work with the kids that you have. Oh, I love that. Yeah, we need to continue thinking outside the box and expanding our students and being okay with not knowing how to do the video editing and you know, kind of wade through it with them. Um, so once they start getting going, either students or teachers, what might be some good um, intermediate to maybe advanced editing tools that are out there to really make those videos start, you know, popping? I, I, I like the question, but I want to see if we can amend that a little bit because there is no such thing as an intermediate or advanced video editor. And, and I'll say that as, let's just take my, my video editor of choice, Final Cut Pro. I, I use it every day. I, I, I pay my mortgage off of it. You can teach Final Cut Pro to kindergartners. And you could do some amazing things with kindergartners and Final Cut Pro. And it also cut the latest Will Smith movie and is now a Hollywood standard. So it, it, it's the skills you're teaching which make it beginning or intermediate, right? So for instance, okay. let's just take Final Cut. I can give you a video and I can tell you to go cut, 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 and then move things around. Well, that's basic video editing, but I can do that with Final Cut. Or I can give you all the plugins and we can talk about color coding and color grading and transitional effects and all of those major, major things. And it's the same exact application I'm gonna give a kindergartner. So it really is a matter of at what level do you want to be editing at? 
And, and I think it's just a matter of where you're going from there. We shouldn't really say this is an intermediate program because then people either say, oh, I'm not intermediate. I don't need that. No, no, no. It's, it's easy. So it's really focusing on the skills and the skills that we want we want to have and we want our students to have them. Yeah, it's I the like final product. Every, every, you know, you're not teaching video editing. You're teaching storytelling. Every story has three parts, the beginning, middle, and end. A, a kindergartner can handle that. My three-year-old can handle beginning, middle, and end, right? Like what happened at the beginning of the cartoon? What happened in the end? Um, now put the pictures next to each other. And, you know, you start with things like, you know, the three bears, I think I said that. Yeah, sorry. Three little pigs, right? You know, this is. There were also three bears, though. Right. I might have to go with the three <laughs> bears. Uh, but you see what I'm saying, though. Like every every little yeah. kid can tell a story. Just put the pictures in the right order. That's great. Yes. So it's all about the storytelling. Yep. So to help out some of our viewers too, what are some effects that would be helpful? I know, again, it depends on the scenario and what you're trying to do, but maybe some of the base, more basic effects that can be helpful to enhance the video. And what are some pitfalls that people also fall into, maybe putting too many? I remember when PowerPoint came out, every, all of my students did the, the fire, and every word was the fire. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Well, it's, you know... We, we, we all know that third and fourth graders like to use animated GIFs on, on, on their slides. And, and by the time they get into fifth grade, they use 25 of them per slide. And, and, and you know, again, let's just go back to this. It's not about the effects. You know, anybody will say, look at all the transitions you have. Never use them. Look at all the this and that you have. Never use it. It's about the story. And it's like a good podcast, right? Like when we look at podcasting, people ask the wrong questions. They might ask you, well, how many people are listening, right? Or how many subscribers do you have? And, and that's 100% the wrong question you should be asking anybody that's in media like the three of us are. The question you should be asking is, well, how long are people actually listening to the program? And, and that's, that's your statistic. I don't care how many transitions you use. If no one's going to get past the third minute, all the transitions that you use, all the color effects, all the uh, generators and all that other crap that you're using means absolutely nothing. Can you tell a good story? Can you take somebody from minute zero to minute 13? All right. And that's what we're working <laughs> on with our kids, right? Yes. So it's about telling the story and being effective with right. our storytelling skills. So I'll give you just a quick story here. Um, I have one three-year-old that I say, go to the bathroom and brush your teeth. And she does, and she comes back. I've got one third grade, or one three-year-old that I say, go into the bathroom, get up on the stool, turn the light on, turn on the water, yada, 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 yada. And he does that too. You're both getting to the end, right? But one has to get there a certain way, and one has to get there a different way. It all depends on what you're going to do to take him in the middle there. I, I don't need to have flashing transitions, and neither does your third grader, or neither does your, your middle school kids. Because ultimately, we're teaching them how to use all these fantastically wonderful transitions only for them to get into the adult world and going, no, don't use them. <laughs> so that kind of reminds me about, we always say the tool should enhance the lesson and it should be, um, like the pedagogy should be, it should be pedagogy driven and not tool driven. So this would be, with video editing, it's the same thing. It's your message and not the tools and the gizmos and the bells and whistles. Yeah, and, and you know, 
we're talking video editing tonight, so let's throw the word screencast in there, right? I can open up QuickTime and I can make you a screencast of how to do something. It's one screen, you're seeing everything I'm doing, I'm talking to you through it, fantastic. And I can do that with QuickTime, done. You know, ending, you know, basically I cut the, cut the beginning ending, I'm done. Or I could use a fantastic program that I use all the time called ScreenFlow or Camtasia, where those are editing programs that after you've recorded your screen, you can put all the bells and whistles in. You can zoom in, you can do callouts, you can circle your mouse, you can zoom, all these wonderful things. But it's the same exact screencast. One takes you five minutes, one takes you three hours. It all depends on what the final product that you want is. Now, when I do my screencast, I take two different programs. I, I record it in ScreenFlow, I edit it in ScreenFlow, and then I stick it into Final Cut for my final edits. I'm a little eccentric in that. But I'm also doing it at a different level than the average second grade or third grade teacher who's just making a quick screencast for their kids. It all depends on where you're wanting to go with your video and where you're going with your media. Um, I recently put out a, a YouTube clip called Seven Deadly Sins of Podcasting. It took me six hours to organize and put together and, and do all these things because I had multi-cam shots and, and editing in black and white, and I had my iPad as a second camera, and I had not only this shot here, but I had two cameras around here. I was, I was making this thing look pretty, pretty cool. And you know what? At the end of the day, it doesn't matter. I was having fun, but at the end of the day, the, 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 the user watching the video just doesn't care. Well, they might have had fun watching too. I'm sure we did. Have, but <laughs> it didn't go from a hundred hits to a million hits. It just okay. Didn't. All right, fair enough. Um, is there any other advice or uh, words of wisdom that you can pass along to our listeners? Just have fun. I, I think it's always important. It's it's just a matter of have fun with everything that you're doing. Don't take yourself so seriously. If you're a, if you're a K-12 teacher and you're making stuff for your kids, just make sure that you get the point across. Don't go through all the bells and whistles. If you're trying to be a YouTuber, don't take yourself so seriously. And, you know, I always end my shows the same way I'm going to end it today, which is always just continue sharing your passions with your students. Always have a good time with it and, you know, have, have fun. Excellent advice. Thank you so much. And that was our timer that had gone off. So our 15 minutes is up. It flies by every week. Um, so thank you, everybody, for listening. And we hope you enjoyed the show. Go ahead and please leave us a comment below to let us know um, and about, uh, oh, excuse me, and tonight's comments and questions. Um, so how are you going to use video in your classroom? And join us next Monday or our next podcast, which is August 7th when our guest will be David Platt, and he'll be talking about lesson design and ELLs. So remember, we're always looking for guests to share the great things they're doing in their classrooms. If you know someone who fits the bill, or if you'd like to be a guest yourself, please visit tlc.ninja and complete the contact form to let us know. Uh, give us a thumbs up if you like this episode, and if you'd like to subscribe, be sure to click that button. You can see our other videos at the link that's showing up there. And thank you so much for listening. See you next time.